It's 7 a.m. on the West Coast, 10 a.m. on the East Coast, 3 p.m. in London, New South Wales. It's 12 midnight, and in Malaysia, it's 1943. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Hello, Misha. Darren Chow stopped by on our Facebook Live page. I'm not wearing pants over there. Uh, my sound is a bit weird tonight, isn't it? I think this microphone is a bit screwed up. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Let me know in the chat. Uh, Misha, hello. Welcome. Nice to see you. Uh, Darren says, MCO days again. Indeed, we are about to head into another one of these useless, ridiculous lockdowns. And we'll have something to say about that coming up in just a little bit. Um <laughs> uh yeah wow i um i had a very busy day today a very busy day today why is peter pan showing up here get rid of that there <laughs> i don't know what happened uh yeah so it was um it was a crazy day today uh but i got through it uh we are getting ready uh Misha says, probably won't say much at the moment, cleaning up my room, uh, because today's kind of difficult. All right. Well, I hope you have a better rest of the day. I will try to do my best to improve that for you. Um, I, uh, <laughs> we're getting ready for tomorrow night's live stream, but it's not an I'm not wearing pants live stream. It's from a show that I created uh, and, and produce, direct, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's a whole team of folks. It's not just me. Um, but it's called uh, Urban Jungle Food. And this is, of course, uh, Ramadan, the holy month of Ramadan for those of the Islamic faith. And uh, here in Malaysia, that's a very big deal. And so one of the things that we decided to do was to do a live bukapuasa, which is the breaking of fast, um, which tomorrow it will be at 7.20. It changes slightly each day as the setting of the sun slightly changes. Um, so we're going to go live on Urban Jungle Foods Facebook page at um, 7.15. 7.15, as a matter of fact. In fact, let me see. Can I change that? No. Why can't I change that? I don't know why. Um, I'll try and fix it in a second here. Uh, so... Um, let's see. Let's get rid of that. Oh, no. Okay. And we will go over here and add uh, something else. I'm working live on... Uh, I'm working live on the uh, things I need to do. There we go. Okay. Cool. Now we're done. And um, <laughs> I can move, uh, I can move this thing around, and I can actually show you. There you go. Look, it worked. This is the uh, this is the live stream. This is our show, Urban Jungle Food. Our two uh, crazy hosts. Zed is the normal host. This guy over here, uh, Zed, is uh, our normal host for Urban Jungle Food. David is our host for another show that we do called Random Acts. You'll find that uh, Random Acts Malaysia. Uh, also on Facebook. And um, so David is going to join Zed. Now, Zed is Muslim. David is not. David is not 
uh, fasting, of course, during fasting month. However, Zed challenged David for tomorrow to be Pwasa because he's going to be taking part in hosting our Buka Pwasa event. And David accepted the challenge. So tomorrow, David, who does not normally fast, will be fasting uh, all day. And uh, then he will Buka Pwasa. He'll break his fast with, with Zed and a few other folks from the uh, staff. Uh, so we're going to be doing that tomorrow. It'll be a lot of fun. And um, yeah, we will be live at 7.15. So be sure and join us there. Okay, so I promoted the hell out of that. Now on to what I was going to talk about. Please like, subscribe, share wherever you're watching. We're on three different channels. Twitch.tv slash J Sheldon No Pants. Uh, YouTube, the J Sheldon channel over there on YouTube. And also Facebook I'm not wearing pants is the name of the page. It's very important that you share it and like it and subscribe, 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 subscribe. So those things all help. Thank you very much for that. Um, uh, let's see, Misha, an expector's coming over to see the house condition for refinance. Ooh, that's important. Uh, uncle suggests mainly folding up my bed for the inspector to see the floor. Okay. Good luck with that. Wow. That's a biggie. Um, all right. So on to things that are happening around the block and around the country. My country, which is Malaysia, um, set here in Southeast Asia. And we have been having one version or another of these ridiculous, useless lockdowns that do absolutely no good at all. Uh, they just haven't realized that yet, you know. I would offer up, for example, Texas in the U.S., Florida in the U.S. Florida's uh, environment is actually very similar to what we have here for weather and climate uh, in Malaysia. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so there was a big announcement. Everybody was going crazy. And uh, here's, here's, here's the big COVID announcement. Breaking news. The government is expected to make an announcement regarding an upcoming announcement about whether or not they've decided to make a decision on deciding how to announce their decision on deciding how and when to announce the announcement. The announcement comes after the decision to make an announcement was postponed in favor of deciding to announce the announcement for the announcement decision in advance. This should clear up any confusion concerning future announcements about announcements. You got that? Okay. Good. I'm I'm glad that's clear. So basically a movement control order, which is MCO, that's how everyone refers to it. We had, you know, the usual crap, three weeks to defeat the spread, which turned into a year, which turned into MCO 2.0, which now has turned into MCO 3.0. And honestly, if there was ever an image of what these lockdowns are, this would be it. Yes, this is MCO 3.0. You put up the fence, you put up the gate, and you leave off the fence. That's pretty much what we're talking about. <sighs> Unbelievable. Um, and of course, we have started the vaccines here in Malaysia. 
Let me get rid of all my notices that keep popping up there. Um, and somebody, I had a discussion, a, a commenting back and forth with a friend of mine about vaccines, and um, I have not said uh, my position one way or the other on vaccines. I said I am extremely open-minded about the vaccines. If you choose to take the vaccine, good on you. Congratulations. If you choose not to take the vaccine, good on you. Congratulations. And I am not going to make a comment one way or the other judging you for what your decision is. It is your decision. It is your health. And you get to decide. Nobody else. And nobody else should be judging you or making comments about you if you choose to have the vaccine or to not have the vaccine. That is very private and a very personal decision. Which, by the way, I see people sharing their vaccine appointments. You, you make them on your MySodatra application on the phone. Uh, you make your appointment and then you get a little confirmation. People have been screenshotting that and sticking it on Facebook. It's all plastered all over Facebook. Are you stupid? Why would you share that sort of private personal information? I know, oh, you're so proud and all, but seriously, do you use your brain? You stick that information out there about where, who, what, when you're going to be somewhere. I just, I'm sorry, to me, it makes no sense at all. I don't know why anybody would do that, except, you know, ooh, got to share it with my friends. Well, you're an idiot. I saw this today. Actually, it was posted a while ago, but someone reposted it. And I love this. It, it, listen, listen, listen. Just a gentle reminder that some of our friends have chosen not to get vaccinated this time around. And that's okay, too. There's still a lot of concern and questions about vaccine safety at the moment. That's just a fact. So please do not blast others or be overly critical of people's choices right now. Just because you decided to get vaccinated does not make you woke, an overused term uh, that I, it says I generally loathe. It's in dreaming and meditation that some truths surface. So drop the superiority act. If you registered and volunteered for the AstraZeneca vaccine, great. Uh, thanks, Kim, for liking the stream. Thank you. If you registered and volunteered for the AstraZeneca vaccine, great. It shows that you're prioritizing your health. If you opted to sit this one out, it also shows that you're prioritizing your health and you have some concerns. What's important is that we continue to educate ourselves and to help each other. Remember, even when you're vaccinated, you still need to, apparently, although I don't know why, wear a mask, wash your hands, and practice social distancing. The new normal is not the old normal with a mask slapped on it. Do better. Now, there are some parts of what she wrote here. Anis Taufik, don't know who that is, but um, that I agree with. Some A few things I, I don't. But beyond that, the main theme of what she's saying here is... Stop judging. It's a private, personal decision, which everyone has to make. And just because someone's choices don't match yours, that doesn't make you any better or worse than that person. So 
There you go. I liked that a lot when I saw it. I wanted to share it with you. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, Darren, who was in the uh, was in the chat a little earlier. I don't know if he's rejoined us or not, but he shared this, and uh, it it kind of relates to what I was talking about. Kind of not, but um, it was really nice, and I wanted to share it with you. Um, may we raise children who love the unloved things, the dandelion, the worms. The spiderlings, children who sense the rose needs its thorns and run into rain-swept days the same way they run towards the sun. And when they're grown and someone has to speak for those who have no voice, may they draw upon that wilder bond, those days of tending tender things, and be the ones. That by Nicolette Souder. I like that a lot. That's very cool. Very nice. Ah, all these little philosophical things. <laughs> ah, ah, I got another one for you. Menace cranks me off. Oh, I'm telling you. I don't even... All right, you know what? It's going to be one of those I'm going to share it. I'm going to say a couple of things and then move on because I'll I'll go on a rant and I'll be on for three hours talking about it. But it, it kids are cute, but they're really not eco-friendly. <laughs> one less baby helps the planet more than giving up meat and a car. It's a freaking human being, you morons. You're comparing it with meat and a car. Have we reached the point, seriously? Yeah, not having babies. Look what's good for the earth. Ask China about their one-child one policy and how well that's going for them now. It's a complete freaking nightmare. It's just you know what, I'm just going to move on because if, like I said, if I start to get into it, we're going to go down a rabbit hole that I'll never get out of. Speaking of rabbit holes, this is not a rabbit hole, but it is a really deep hole in the ground. And it's really cool. Okay, put on your tinfoil hats and get ready. Check this out. You see... Let me get my mouse back here. See this guy? This is some archaeologist at a dig. You see this? Yeah, that's a skull. You see the guy's foot? The size of the skull? You can see here. There's, there's a head. There's the guy. These photos are taken from a recent archaeological dig in Greece. They discovered these, and these have been found before in different parts of the world. They discovered the skeletal remains of these giants uh, that eh, proved the Bible true, maybe, whatever, Genesis 6, 4. There were giants on Earth in those days. Uh, these, it doesn't say anything about carbon dating, the, the skeletons. It looks fairly real. Doesn't really look Photoshop, per se. Um... There were giants in those days, along with one, several others, uh, references to Bible passages. They were described as nephr nephr 
nephrilim, nephrilim in the Greek text that the Bible was translated from. Um, so actually, let me see if I can just pull up these individually and go through them. Yeah, there we go. That's a better shot. Look at that. Real or not? Mm, don't know. Looks fairly real. Look at the size of this bone here. Looks like a femur or something. That's incredible. I don't know. There you go. There's a good comparison to this guy. That's a normal person. Normal person. Um, and that's where it was located. Right here. I can't really tell where that is. <laughs> the map is in another language. There's another shot. Weird, huh? Very, very weird. I don't know. Do you believe in giants? Do you believe that uh, something like that existed on the planet? I think there's a lot of things that have existed on this planet that that we don't know about or we have yet to discover. Like, you know, the fact that most of the ocean is undis undiscovered, unexplored, I should say. Really cool. Um... <laughs> Are you anal retentive? You know, you know, when things don't line up, do you like, like straighten all the books? What is it? OCD, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, this is a quick, funny one. I saw somebody posted. Therapist says, what's really bothering you? Me. And there's this picture. <laughs> you see the range? You see the hood? And you see how it's, oh, man. This would drive me nuts. Absolutely, this would drive me crazy. Things like this drive me nuts. Tiles in the floor where one is slightly off. I, I, I'd probably have to admit I'm, I'm relatively OCD when it comes to things like this. Things like this I'm OCD about. This would drive me crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Oops, what just happened? Mm. Okay. I uh, know, don't need that. Okay, sorry. We're doing the live, you know, fixing it while we go. <clears throat> okay, I got one more for you. That would annoy you too, Jaden. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's some, you know, I don't mind things that are not straightened out. If the house is a bit messy, it's not like that. But <clears throat> when there are those kind of things where things are screwed up like that, those things drive me nuts. Um, this is rather cool. Uh, I, I, it's not really that long. I'll start off by showing you the picture, and then I'll read you the story that goes with it. It's a fascinating experiment that they did. Um, and, and no, this is not as horrible as it looks. This is a beaker with water and a lab rat in it. Um, so keep this in mind uh, while I read you this. It's called the Hope Experiment, if you've not heard of it before. During a brutal study at Harvard back in the 50s, Dr. Kerr Richard placed rats in a pool of water to test how long they could tread water. On average, they'd give up and sink after about 15 minutes. But right before they gave up, due to exhaustion, the researchers would pluck them out, dry them off, and let them rest for a few minutes, and then put them back in for a second round. Now, in the second try, 
How long do you think they lasted? Longer or shorter? I mean, they've just already done it once. They've treaded water as long as they could. Finally gave up, began to sink. The researchers took them out, dried them off, put them back in. Do you think it was a longer time or a shorter time that they lasted? Well, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, no. 60 hours. That's not an error. 60 hours of swimming. The conclusion drawn was that since the rats believed they would eventually be rescued, they could push their bodies way past what they previously thought impossible. I'll leave you with this thought. If hope can cause exhausted rats to swim for that long, what could a belief in yourself and your abilities do for you? Now, sadly, this whole thing then turned into an ad for some course, but good story. <laughs> so very cool and very weird that, um, yeah, that experiment from Harvard back in the, uh, back in the 50s. Very strange. All right. Um, th by the way, this is Wednesday. We're live on a, on a Wednesday. And my apologies, by the way, I meant to say this in the very beginning. We missed Monday night. I had a voiceover recording at night, which is highly unusual, but I had no choice. I had to do it at night. And um, so I, I was in the middle of that. I could not get the stream organized in time. And of all things, the very first day I changed dates to Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. So the very first new day for my live stream on Monday, Fricocta. Totally screwed up. So my apologies if you missed me on Monday. Likely you didn't. But I'm here today and it, it is a new day. It's Wednesday. So from now on, we will be on every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Monday, Wednesday, Saturday at 10 p.m. Malaysian time. And by the way, when we're done with the show tonight, I've got to pack all this up. Well, not the lighting and the plants, but the cameras and the computer and the screens and the tripods and the microphones and everything and transport it all tomorrow into the office because as you heard earlier in the show we will be doing a live stream uh with one of the shows that i created uh, urban jungle food will be live on the urban jungle food channel please go to facebook and look up urban jungle food i'll show you Give me a second, and I will show you. Mm -hmm. Now, you're going to get a little inside baseball here, because when I go to this page, uh, it is... When I go to this page, it is an admin version. Okay, let me go to the non-admin version. There we go. Okay, this will work. There you go. This is Urban Jungle Food. Eats from the streets. And uh, you'll find all kinds of very cool uh, information and shows here. We've done a ton of episodes. Um, I'll just scroll through. This is the promotion for uh, tomorrow's live uh, stream. And um, we got the Bukapasa event. 
And we do little things like this. To plant a garden is to believe in tomorrow. Just little inspirational bits. But we also have quick gardening tips, things like that. If you are a backyard gardener or a side of your house or a windowsill gardener. And then we've done a bunch of uh, other shows. We have some live premieres there. We've done more quick tips with our crazy host, Zed. Uh, here's one from uh, Zubaida, who did uh, Romley Burger Fried Rice. <laughs> Often what we do is concentrated on healthy choices, things you can find growing like mangoes and bananas and noni fruit, durian, things like that. But um, we've Malaysia's favorite snack, which is pisang goreng, fried bananas. Um, we post articles and things like that. Stephen Pickard. Oh, my God, Stephen Pickard. Hello. <laughs> How great to see you. It's been a billion years. Stephen and I went to high school together. Wow. And uh, we are... We are like-minded on Facebook. I, I love your post, Stephen. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got... Uh, even did an episode on um, a great lady who makes soap and uses Fangie Panny that uh, she collects locally and uh, makes soap with Fangie Panny, which is quite cool. Um, we've done an episode about how we love our leaves, both from everything from using them as plates. Remember I talked to you about that before and, uh, and eating things like Moringa leaves, things like that. So yeah, we've had tons of uh, shows here. We had our interns at studio Voxel do an episode. That was a lot of fun. Uh, there you go. So yeah, this, this is the intern episode. And anyway, check out, uh, UJF Malaysia or urban jungle food, Malaysia on Facebook. Please give us a like. And uh, join us tomorrow. We will be live with a Buka Puasa event. And that'll be coming up on, uh, on tomorrow on uh, uh, Urban Jungle Food on Facebook. So, very cool. All right, folks. It is time. <laughs> I can't believe you popped by, Stephen. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Appreciate it. Very cool. Um, it is uh, time to move on to something we do regularly here on the stream. And that is our book. Um, I, you know what? We're going to pop up this thing again, but I want to go to this one. There we go. Because this is the book that we read. Um, <clears throat> we started out doing uh, a chapter in a book when I first started streaming 57, 58 streams ago. We've done a ton of streams. Um, we started with The Wizard of Oz. Then we did, uh, I think, The Velveteen Rabbit. We've done uh, Alice in Wonderland. And then we've moved on to this, which is Peter and Wendy, also known as Peter Pan. And we are reading an episode each uh, stream. Uh, we're reading a chapter each stream. There are occasions where we have to cut the chapter in half because it's just too damn long. Um so we are up to chapter seven, which is called The Home Underground. And as I said, we do a chapter or a bit of a chapter every stream. And then uh, that's how we close out our streams. So uh, The Home Underground is where we left off on Peter Pan. And so let's, uh, let's move into it. This is chapter seven from Peter Pan. The Home 
underground. One of the first things Peter did the next day was to measure Wendy and John and Michael for hollow trees. Now Hook, you remember, had sneered at the boys for thinking they needed a tree apiece. But this was ignorance. For unless your tree fitted you, it was difficult to go up and down. And no two of the boys were quite the same size. Once you fitted, you drew in your breath at the top, and down you went at exactly the right speed. While you ascend, you drew in and let out alternately, and so wiggled up. Of course, when you've mastered the action, you're able to do these things without even thinking of them, and nothing could be more graceful. But you simply must fit, and Peter measures you for your tree as carefully as a suit of clothes. The only difference being that the clothes are made to fit you, while you have to be made to fit the tree. Usually, it's done quite easily, as by your wearing too many garments or too few, but if you're bumpy in awkward places or the only available tree is oddly shaped, Peter does some things to you, and after that, you fit. Once you fit, great care must be taken to go on fitting. And this, as Wendy was to discover to her delight, keeps a whole family in perfect condition. Wendy and Michael fitted their trees at the first try, but John had to be altered a little. After a few days of practice, they could go up and down as gaily as buckets in a well, and how ardently they grew to love their home under the ground, especially Wendy. It consisted of one large room, as all houses should do, with a floor in which you could dig if you wanted to go fishing. And in this floor grew stout mushrooms of a charming color, which were used as stools. A never tree tried hard to grow in the center of the room, but every morning they sawed the trunk through, level with the floor. By tea time it was always about two feet high, and they put a door on top of it, the whole thing thus becoming a table. As soon as they cleared away, they sawed off the trunk again and thus there was more room to play. There was an enormous fireplace which was in almost any part of the room where you cared to light it, and across this Wendy stretched strings made of fiber from which she suspended her washing. The bed was tilted against the wall by day and let down at 6.30, when it nearly filled half the room, and all the boys slept in it except Michael, lying like sardines in a tin. There was a strict rule against turning round until one gave the signal. Then they all turned at once. Michael should have used it also, but Wendy would have a baby, and he was the littlest, and you know what women are, and the short and long of it is that he was hung up in a basket. It was rough and simple, and not unlike what Baby bears would have made of an underground house in the same circumstances. But there was one recess in the wall, no larger than a birdcage, which was the private apartment of Tinkerbell. 
It could be shut off from the rest of the house by a tiny curtain, which Tink, who was most fastidious, always kept drawn when dressing or undressing. No woman, however large, could have had a more exquisite boudoir and bedchamber combined. The couch, as she always called it, was a genuine Queen Mab, with club legs, and she varied the bedspreads according to what fruit blossom was in season. Her mirror was a puss in boots, of which there are now only three, unchipped, known to fairy dealers. The washstand was pie-crust and reversible, the chest of drawers an authentic Charming the Sixth, and the carpet and rugs the best, the early period, of Marjorie and Robin. There was a chandelier from Tiddlywinks for the look of the thing, but of course she lit the residence herself. Tink was very contemptuous of the rest of the house, as indeed was perhaps inevitable, and her chamber, though beautiful, looked rather conceited, having the appearance of a nose permanently turned up. I suppose with it was all especially entrancing to Wendy, because those rampageous boys of hers gave her so much to do. Really, there were whole weeks when, except perhaps with a stocking in the evening, she was never above ground. The cooking, I can tell you, kept her nose to the pot, and even if there was nothing in it, even if there was no pot, she had to keep watching that it came a-boil just the same. You never exactly knew whether there would be a real meal or just a make-believe. It all depended on Peter's whim. He could eat, really eat, if it was part of a game. But he could not stooge just to feel stodgy, which is what most children like better than anything else. The next best thing being to talk about it. Make-believe was so real to him that during a meal you could see him getting rounder. Of course, it was trying, but you simply had to follow his lead. And if you could prove to him that you were getting loose for your tree, he'd let you stodge. Wendy's favorite time for sewing and darning was after they had all gone to bed. Then, as she expressed it, she had a breathing time for herself, and she occupied it in making new things for them, putting double pieces on the knees, for they were all most frighteningly hard on their knees. And when she sat down to a basket full of their stockings, every heel with a hole in it, she would fling up her arms and exclaim, Oh, dear, I am sure I sometimes think spink spinsters are to be envied. Her face beamed when she exclaimed this. You remember about her pet wolf? Well, it very soon discovered that she had come to the island, and it found her out, and they just ran into each other's arms. After that, it followed her about everywhere. As time wore on, did she think much about the beloved parents she had left behind her? That's a difficult question, because it is quite impossible to say how time does wear on in the Neverland. 
where it is calculated by moons and suns, and there are ever so many more of them than on the mainland. But I'm afraid that Wendy did not really worry about her father and mother. She was absolutely confident that they would always keep the window open for her to fly by, and this gave her complete ease of mind. What did disturb her at times was that John remembered his parents vaguely only, as people he had once known, while Michael was quite willing to believe that she really was his mother. These little things scared her a little, and nobly anxious to do her duty, she tried to fix the old life in their minds by setting them examination papers on it, as like as possible to the ones she used to do at school. The other boys thought this awfully interesting and insisted on joining, and they made slates for themselves and sat round the table, writing and thinking hard about the questions she had written on another slate and passed round. They were the most ordinary questions. What was the color of mother's eyes? Which was taller, father or mother? Was mother blonde or brunette? Answer all three questions, if possible. A. Write an essay of not less than 40 words on how I spent my last holidays, or the characters of father and mother compared. Only one of these to be attempted. Or, one, describe mother's laugh. Two, Describe father's laugh. Three, describe mother's party dress. Four, describe the kennel and its inmate. Now, they were just everyday questions like these, and when you couldn't answer them, you were told to make a cross. And it was really dreadful what a number of crosses even John made. Of course, the only boy who replied to every question was slightly and no one could have been more hopeful of coming out first. But his answers were perfectly ridiculous, and he really came out last, a melancholy thing. Now, Peter did not compete. For one thing, he despised all mothers except Wendy. And for another, he was the only boy on the island who could neither write nor spell, not even the smallest word. He was above all that sort of thing. And by the way, all the questions were written in the past tense. What was the color of mother's eyes and so on? But Wendy, you see, had been forgetting too. And we're going to cut it there because this is a very long chapter. Coming up, we'll move on to all kinds of adventures they're about to get into. Lots of adventures, as we shall see, of a daily occurrence and some of Peter's inventions. So that is uh, half of a chapter seven of Peter Pan for this stream. Wow. <laughs> Man. Very weird. Coffee time. Okay. <clears throat> Wow. 
All right, guys, we're going to close it down for the night. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining. Be sure you like, subscribe, share. Uh, do what you can to um, spread the word out there. We've started new days of the week. We are on... Whoa, what happened to my sound? Okay, for some, I can see it's still working, but I can't hear it anymore. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we're on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. And uh, I will see you again on... Saturday. No. Yes, Saturday. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's going to take a little bit of time for even Jay to get used to this. <coughs> All right. For some reason, my uh, my headphones died, but um, apparently they're... The sound is still working, so there you go. All right, guys, uh, that's it. We're out of here. Thanks so much for uh, for joining, and I will see you again Saturday night, 10 p.m. Don't forget, tomorrow night, Urban Jungle Food, live for a Buka Pasta event, live streaming on Urban Jungle Food Malaysia on uh, Facebook. Check it out. Give them a like. Give them a share, and I will see you again Saturday night. For now, I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Good night, everybody.